It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we try to help you understand how complicated we are as human beings and the necessity of all of us to balance the intellectual, physical, emotional, and spiritual components of who we are. And uh, certainly, uh, boy, with these last two and a half years have been crazy. And I'm here in Florida. And so now we're recovering from Hurricane Ian. And we have literally um, thousands and thousands of people that have been displaced from their homes, animals that are still wandering around and being picked up. So the trauma down here is critical at this point for Sanibel, Captiva, Pine Island, uh, Fort Myers, Naples, that whole area, not to mention other areas that are being affected by rivers that are over their banks. So the importance of learning how to balance out our life, even in the midst of trauma, I believe is, is a part of what this show is all about now. And uh, Trey Malakota is back as a guest with me today, and we're going to be talking about liberating your subconscious. I'm not sure how that fits in with what I just said, but uh, maybe it does. And also, I want you to know that um, there's over 350 shows now that I've done over the last four and a half plus years. Uh, they're on my website. So if you go to www.synergyconnectionradio.com, they are all there. And uh, you can uh, look for Trey. He's been uh, an amazing guest and friend that I've had for many years now. And so he was there right in the very beginning as we started talking about all of these topics that affect people's lives. I think so, maybe the first or second show, in fact, Lucy. I think it might have been. I, I would have to go back, actually, and look and see. But if you're on that website and you see the link into Boomers uh, Forever Young, with the fact that we all need to stay healthy uh, physically, and now we've got these emotional overtones going on for a lot of different reasons, you know, check out their website. I use their ashwagandha for anxiety. Uh, and uh, I've used it for a couple of years now because it helps with sleep. And uh, there's uh, Boomer Boost, there's Barley, there's uh, Resveratrol to keep your arteries clear. Um, but they have probably close to 2,500 testimonies. So go check out their testimonies. They have their own podcast. Um, you can also look at their blogs and their videos. And if you find that there are some products that you want to try, when you check out, if you just put my first name, L-U-C-Y, into the discount box, you're going to get $5 off. And, you know, with the price of everything today, $5 is $5. So, you know, take advantage of it and uh, maybe try a couple of things that will help you stay healthy during all of this trauma that we have in our lives these days. So, Trey, welcome back. I'm, I'm always thrilled to have you back on the show. And uh, I like the topic that you chose, uh, liberating your subconscious. Thank you, Lucy. Well, let me start by making the link between what you said in the beginning, how you teed it up around all of the various traumas that people are living with. Yes. <laughs> how this subject matter actually fits right in the middle of all of it. 
Here's how it works. 95% of our functioning in, in, the, in life, how we feel about the world, how we behave, what we think about uh, our automatic responses, uh, just 95% of our brain is focused on subconscious activity, subconsciousness. Mm -hmm. It's not in our conscience. In fact, there's a recent research study through the, the uh, Journal of Neuroscience that's, that is basically, it reports that uh, the subconscious actually is what drives the conscious. Mm -hmm. The subconscious is what informs the conscious. So as we think about folks in Florida that have been traumatized, we know that what happened the day that their homes were being blown apart or they lost their cars or lost a loved one is that they formed a subconscious story. That's what I like to call them deep within the recesses of their mind that informs how they were or how they will and how they are reacting to the stress, responding to the changes, adapting to the grief, capacitating changes in their living environment. It, it literally, the subconscious is informing every part of the reaction that we see. Now, where this becomes really important is that people that have been through trauma have these narratives, subconscious narratives that are running beneath the surface, mm. but often they're not based on logical, rational thought. Let me give you a real life example. You know, we're uh, 150 miles north of where the hurricane landed. And when we started getting news that the hurricane were, was going to hit Florida, I started doing all the things we do, preparing, buying water, getting my food set up, and I noticed over a period of about three days uh, in preparation before anything ever happened, I was really agitated, really nervous, really uncertain about what was going to happen. And then when the hurricane came and went and it didn't hit our area, I was completely spent, mm -hmm. emotionally spent mm -hmm. and what I like to say is that, you know, when you go through a major uh, trauma, what happens is that your nervous system is just exhausted after the fact. Now, from a subconscious standpoint, what I had done was access all sorts of subconscious stories I held about what it means to go through a hurricane. Let me explain a bit deeper. I went through Hurricane Irma five years ago, and that was my reference point. My mind has an enormous file of this that informs, Trey, this is how you're supposed to respond when you're <laughs> in a hurricane. Right. This is what will happen. This is how people are going to act. And all of that subconscious story actually escalated my anxiety in the present moment. Right. So what I want you to think about as in all the folks that are listening, especially our friends in Taiwan, you know, what I want us to all think about is that if 95% of our functioning is being driven by an unseen or unrecognized story, if you will, 
doesn't it make sense then that we would have repeated patterns in our lives? We would have certain behaviors that didn't seem to serve us well, that we would have relational difficulties that we just couldn't seem to be able to break out of, that we might have self-confidence issues, self-esteem issues. Here's the bottom line in my mind. We must, in order to become highly evolved, healed people, or at least people that are on the path of healing their hearts and souls and minds, in order to do that, we must liberate ourselves from our subconscious stories of imperfection, unworthiness, limitation, defeat, discouragement, sadness, fear, anxiety, powerlessness, the list goes on and on and on. And I would go so far as to even say that our subconscious mind is what is driving psychopathology as we know it. Now, as a therapist to a therapist, you're a therapist, I'm a therapist. How often did you see clients that you were working with and you could see exactly the pattern that was going on and they couldn't see it at all. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, you and I've talked about this, but that's one of the reasons that I break it into decades as I start with them, because I want them to see that they have been dragging a lot of their beliefs with them decade after decade after decade. And if they're incorrect messages, then they're not living their own you know, like beautiful life that they can live because they've been bringing all of these stories, narratives uh, from teachers, from relatives, from the church, from friends, you know, that planted a seed that said they were somehow unworthy or imperfect and they believed it. Right. Yeah. So in my work, and this is not just some fly by night snake oil kind of approach. <laughs> I've been actively researching and studying how the mind works and the psychology of the mind and you know how people interact and communicate i have looked at so many different disciplines with one pervasive question how can we alleviate emotional suffering uh -huh. and my goal has been that if i can pinpoint how to do that Number one, I'll be a better therapist, coach, counselor, change facilitator. But my bigger goal has been to develop a, a model, if you will, at looking at the subconscious of unearthing the subconscious. How do you liberate your subconscious? Because my belief was that if I could come up with a model, step-by-step -step process with journal prompts and questions and activities and exercises, then an av average American, average person in Taiwan, well, average person in the world could then take that information and they could do their own deliberate psychological healing. And frankly, my goal has been to eliminate the, the need for people like you and I. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid to tackle that, you know, I mean, on a individual level, because they kind of want their hand held as they explore some of these scary areas. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, part of my motivation has been, and this is a side note, and then I'll get back into what I'm talking about in terms of the subconscious narratives. But, you know, when I was in graduate school, one thing that really struck me was I had a professor that stood in front of a class and he said, 
85% of you in this room should not be here. In fact, you should be in the seat working with a therapist. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and so that made me think if 15% of the people that are in counseling, social work, therapy, uh -huh. the types of uh -huh. work that we do, if they only 15% are actually doing good work, uh -huh. then that's, I, I don't like those numbers. And, I, I would say those are not very good numbers at all. Right. So I started thinking, you know, about 25 years ago, I started developing this model and it became, you know, it started with a note on a, on a scratch board and now it's a full comprehensive class and training program. But what I, what I really realized is, first of all, I asked the question, if someone, if 95% of our functioning is subconscious, how do we get to it? Mm -hmm. How do we get to it? Right. Mm -hmm. And if we know that the subconscious is, you, you, you're not conscious of it, that adds a different layer. And so what I do with folks, and this is something that your audience members can do at home also, mm -hmm. or they can take the class that I've designed, but the first step to liberate your subconscious is to mine your past, to go through a, a an exhaustive systems and analysis, if you will, of your past, where you were, who you were with, what happened, how'd you feel about it, what were the punctuating moments of sorrow, sadness, grief, despair, discouragement, defeat, trauma, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, depression. Uh, and I use the timeline. So I started point A, birth, and then a question mark at the other end of the line and literally work with the client to, to identify every major experience they might have been through, uh -huh. the stories that they're, uh, you know, that they have about the past relationships or the struggles they've had. That's one layer of it. So we're uh -huh. looking at the systems analysis from just purely an experiential standpoint, um, you know, for instance, if somebody has a repeated pattern of four relationships and they all look the same in terms of why they ended, then we might want to look. There's a subconscious <laughs> story. There, right, right, right. That's one piece of it. The second piece of this discovery phase, uh, phase one, is to look at all the method, all the messages and methods of indoctrination. So basically what that means is what fears, what rules, what opinions, what behaviors, what did the parents or the influential factor teach that person about how to live in the world? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So if your mom says, always look both ways before you cross the street, you have a subconscious story that says, every time I approach a street, I must look both ways. Yeah, and it's embedded. <laughs> it's embedded. So I wanted to look at what are the stories of indoctrination and what are the experiences. And through a, uh, an evaluation of those two things, I'm then able to say, all right, what themes can we see here? Now, when I'm looking for themes, what I'm looking for are um, stories of woundedness. Mm -hmm. Like vulnerability. Yeah. Of vulnerability. Yeah. Hold, vulnerability. Hold, on to, hold on to that thought for yeah. just a second, Trey. And I need to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, but I'll be right back. You bet. Okay. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? 
have elevated blood pressure, experiencing weight gain, having problems with your immune system, getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever. And it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Trey Malakot, and we're talking about uh, freeing up your subconscious. And we just ended with understanding that vulnerability might be one of the themes, you know, that nobody wants to think of themselves as vulnerable. And then what do you do to prevent that? Right. Well, I think it's looking at all of the potential themes in someone's life. So do they have a, a wound of vulnerability, a wound of inauthenticity, a wound of, of chaos, a wound of struggle, a wound of unworthiness, a wound of not being seen, a, a wound of invalidation, a wound of ostracization? What do the themes tell you that, what wound are they pointing to? And maybe that's how they've lived their whole life. Absolutely, because the wounds reflect the subconscious stories, which, and here's the interesting thing that I want people to make note of. Your subconscious beliefs are opinions, conditions, judgments, expectations. They're rules mm -hmm. through which we frame our world. Beneath those rules are our thoughts, how we think about ourselves and others in society. Beneath that are, or in concert with that, are our emotions. How do we feel about those thoughts? And our behaviors are below the emotion. So it goes like this. The rule drives the thought. The thought drives the emotion. The emotion drives the action. And at any given time, if you reverse engineer from any one of those points, you can discover what the sub subconscious narrative is. Let me give you an example. If someone has a consistent emotional victim story, we've seen it a thousand times, haven't we? Uh -huh, right? uh -huh. If they have a consistent victim story, that informs my work to go back and dig into the past and say, where were they rendered powerless? Mm -hmm. And what stories, how did they make meaning of that powerlessness? The meaning making is the subconscious. So step one, mind your past. Lots and lots of questions. How were you indoctrinated? And what have your experiences taught you about ultimately how to keep yourself safe in the world? Right? Right. Step two. If we want to really mine up our subconscious and understand how to liberate it, we have to look at those subconscious rules, literally, systematically, thoroughly, and say, are these rules helpful? Are they real? Are they rational? Are they logical? Are they factual? Are they based in truth? That's the first phase. And then the second piece of it is, are they serving my highest and greatest good? Are they beneficial to me as a human being? 
Are they based on peace or are they based on fear? Right, right. The second phase. The third phase we move into as we're looking at the subconscious narratives is to say, now that I know what those rules are and I've assessed and analyzed those rules, now it's time to decide which rules I want to continue to cling to and which ones no longer serve me. And that's about emotional responsibility saying, you know, I've always believed that way, but I'm not going to continue to harbor that idea anymore. I don't have to distrust certain people or certain thoughts. I don't have to judge. This is really the phase of looking at all the areas that you have had judgments in your world, Uh conditions, judgments, expectations, et cetera. And then saying to yourself, I have the power to change. And then once you're able to do that, you then can say, what do I want to create? Uh This is predicated on the one idea that we have ultimate power to create the reality that we believe we deserve. And that is such a big key because it's we deserve. Because if they don't believe they deserve it, they won't create the reality they want. Exactly. So let me lay out the whole process for you in somewhat of a case study, perspective, uh-huh. just to illustrate it. Okay. I had a young lady that came to me and uh, at the time she was on 27 different medications and weighed over 400 pounds. Wow. She was a big gal and she had a lot of medical issues. When we chatted, I said, what do you want to do? She said, I want to get back to who I once was. Mm. And I want to get rid of this medication. I said, okay, great. I went through the process with her. And there was a pivotal moment in my office one day where some question I asked uncorked her subconscious. Mm -hmm. And she literally began to shift in front of me. The shifting was her realizing that all of the stories that she had associated around a certain trauma. Now, let me drill that down a little bit further. Prior to her seeing me, four years before, she was violently raped. Okay. A very ugly situation. And it just so happened to be that she was isolated for three days and she was hogtied with a recording uh, cord from a microphone. And so as I started analyzing this experience and really looking at the subconscious narratives, she had trust issues with men. She had breathing problems that were manifesting in her health. Mm-hmm. She was putting on weight. She, uh, it looked as if, Well, it was very clear to me, something occurred and she was responding to it. And that's what Uh the subconscious does is it helps Uh us respond. And so as we got deeper and deeper into the process, I discovered that of those 27 different medications, many of them were for anxiety, blood pressure, and respiratory issues. There you go. And so when we were able to liberate the subconscious stories around her initial trauma, what eventually happened was her physiological needs for medication, et cetera, fell away. Sure. They resolved themselves. Now, let me tie this on a more clinical level. There's a whole theory right now called polyvagal theory, which basically says that when someone is traumatized, 
they uh, their body responds. Every organ in the body is notified by the vagus nerve. Right. Vagus nerve puts the body on red alert. Uh-huh. What I contend is that in the mind-body relationship, if we want to ultimately heal ourselves, our guts, our hearts, our heads, our bodies, if we want to heal ourselves, we must understand that the subconscious narratives are informing the vagus response. Exactly. Okay, I'll take a breath. I know that I just spewed a bunch of stuff out on you. No, I mean, that is so very true is, is, you know, I talk about the fact that we are um, a vibrational frequency. Mm -hmm. We vibrate Yeah, uh, every cell in our body does. So we're picking up either negative or positive messages all of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that is that nerve that's saying this is okay or this isn't okay, or now you're in danger, or be aware, because he is not or she is not who they pretend to be. We just get all of these messages. And sometimes they're terribly inaccurate. A lot of times they are very accurate. But it's the matter of, of what we do with that information that then creates health or disease. Right. Okay, so let me drill it a step deeper. How much time do we have left? Another five, 10 minutes or so? I think we've got probably five or six minutes left. Okay, good. Um, as we mind up and understand the subconscious, and I know I give a 50,000 foot view, and that is a far more complicated process that really requires some steps. But once you've done that, the most empowering thing a person can do is ask themselves one big question. How do I want my life to look and feel? Mm -hmm. How do I want it to look and feel? Knowing that I create the reality that I choose. Right. If you're tired of being a victim, if you're tired of being unhealthy, if you're tired of feeling defeated or powerlessness, powerless or anxious or whatever, how do you want your life to look and feel? And if you can liberate the subconscious stories that keep you in that self-defeating, self-oppressed place, you then can make room to create. And when you create, you live presently. So here's the beautiful thing. Our subconscious narratives keep us rooted in the past mm -hmm. and in the future. And we hear all sorts of things from the mindfulness gurus around the world uh, about breathing and yoga and centering and just being mindful, you know, but I think they're missing half of the equation. Right. Because I, that's one place and it's your whole body. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to really understand how to be mindfully present, mm -hmm. by the way, creativity can only occur in the present moment. Right. So if you want to be fully present, fully creative, and, and really designing your life of joy, peace, and purpose, you can do your yoga exercises and your breath work, but unless you heal your subconscious narratives. Yep. It's, it's icing on the cake. That's all yeah. it is. 
that's all it is. You're just got yourself some Lululemon yoga pants and a good reason to go breathe for 30 minutes. <laughs> but if you really want to yeah. do the deep healing, you got to get to the core of what your subconscious beliefs are. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that is a missing piece, you know, because if you meditate, it's wonderful but it doesn't complete who you are and where you're going with your life. And, you know, one of the things that uh, when you were talking a few minutes ago, I was thinking when I moved into my new house, um, I was actively creating the atmosphere that I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. So I didn't just take boxes and unpack them, but I already had a vision in my mind of what I wanted it to feel like and look like. And that's what we need to do with our lives is have that vision of who we want to be because who we are is constantly evolving. And, you know, we can be anyone we want to be. We can be as healthy, as young, as talented as, you know, that we want, but we have to kind of know that we create it first. It doesn't just happen. That's right. And I would contend that it, it's a process of creating through intention and also being aware you've got to clean the slate mm -hmm. effectively. For instance, I grew up with a story that said, you're never going to amount to a hill of beans. In fact, those were the exact words. Oh. <laughs> and I grew up feeling like I was less than unworthy, imperfect. And of course, those stories still rear their ugly heads on occasion. Oh, sure. But it wasn't until I confronted those core subconscious beliefs that I was then able to actually accelerate in life. And I believe that acceleration in life happens when we control the narrative. Mm -hmm. So basically this idea of liberating your subconscious story is about standing in your power and saying, no, I refuse to believe that story of inadequacy taught by that relationship or that person or that story of unworthiness or that story of defeat or that story of potential failure. If you can get rid of all the stories, you then can step into a place where you say, okay. I now am a clean whiteboard, if you will. And what am I going to paint now? Exactly. Clean canvas. What are we going to paint? Right. Right. So when I, here's a question for you. When you were a therapist working, well, you're still in practice. So as a therapist, <laughs> how often do you see people that, simply just need to get out of their own way. What does get out of your own way mean to you? Oh, gosh. Um, a lot of different things, I guess. But but I think when, when you keep believing a particular thought, you know, regardless of where it came from, but you're living your life still through that thought, even 50% of the time, mm -hmm. you're standing in your own way. You know, you have to, uh, it's like cleaning the house or cleaning your refrigerator out or, you know, like I said, moving. And I gave away a lot of things that had to do with my past because although I like them, I knew somebody else would love them. And so I needed to just go ahead and say goodbye to a lot of different things. And I think that's what we have to do is we have to examine 
the things that are, are holding us back and just say, okay, you know, this is baggage. And maybe a lot of the people that have gone through the hurricane, you know, I've had several times watching the news where they've interviewed somebody who has said, it's just stuff. Right. And that's very true. And that's what we do to our, ourselves is we have all of this stuff that we keep lugging with us and it's time to liberate it and just say, you know, it doesn't serve me anymore. And if this is who I want to be over here, then I have to let it go. I cannot stand in my way any longer. That's right. You know, the most powerful thing I do every single day is I make a proclamation <laughs> of how I'm going to create that day. Today is going to be a beautiful day of peace. Today is going to be a day that I learned something big, bold, and inspiring. Today is the day I'm going to make a difference in the lives of someone else. Today is the day that I'm going to evolve in who I am. Today is my day to create. Mm -hmm. And what I want to leave you with and your audience members with is this idea that if we punctuate our thoughts and our uh, initially, if we can punctuate launch ourselves we effectively then influence our thoughts our emotions and our behaviors mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely well let people know how they can get hold of you for all the things you do absolutely well thanks so much lucy for letting me be with you i can be reached at restorationcoaches.com and by the way i have two classes right now that I've just launched for someone who might want to dig deeply into their subconscious. One is called self-awareness on steroids. And the other one is called becoming a self-confident person in a self-obsessed world. They have videos, journal prompts, exercises, everything I use with my clients, I've translated it as a toolkit for someone who wants to liberate their own subconscious mind. So restorationcoaches.com. And Lucy, again, thank you for the beautiful work that you do. Thank you for including me in the journey with you. And uh, thanks for letting me talk about liberating the subconscious mind. <laughs> I can only hope that uh, there's at least several people out there that listened to this today and went, boy, do I need to do that? And, so. you know, that will make a difference in their lives as they move ahead. Um, so absolutely. Thank you again for being a beautiful friend and a frequent guest on the show. And uh, I will be sharing this, you know, out there in the social media world for people to find as well. Um, so go out there and make this your best life, everyone. And we'll see you next time on the Synergy Connection show. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.